Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. How's everybody doing today on Weekday Wednesday? Baby Kitty said hello. Did you all hear the Baby Kitty say hello? Everybody doing this morning for Weekday Wednesday. Let me go grab my phone and call in. Oh, this show, this show. Yeah, this show. <laughs> We're calling into our very own show. officially called in, and we're waiting on our own line in case and when the show's on. All right, good morning, folks. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. How's everybody doing out there? Pretty well, pretty well. I have no co-host today. So her sister is MIA, and Cannabis Kid is as well. Where is everybody? threatened to play something else during the show. I, one of these days, I'm going to um, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to play um, one of my favorite Arizona Ghost Riders. Look them up on YouTube, online, on the Googly, on the Facebook. Yeah, they're on the Facebook, too. But check them out. Some awesome Wild West history uh, videos. And uh, they are really, really, really awesome. Hello, Santi. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. Uh, for the bestie, it is March 23rd. I can't believe we're at the end of March. And let's see, how many days until Christmas? Oh, my Lord. 
277 days. Yeah, that's mind-blowing. 277, folks. That's for you, Bestie, when you tune in later. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's give a shout-out to Tumbleweeds Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down and see us. We are open Monday through Saturday. Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 3. So come see us. Um, we have doctors waiting on staff to get you certified. And there are a lot of good reasons, um, a lot of good reasons to to get certified. And if you go to tumbleweedcellcenter.com, um, I think on the certification section, it lists some of the reasons. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe it's in the education section. I think it's in the education section and the news. Oh, it's education. But I'll put it in the certification section for you all, too. Um, medical versus recreational. So here's the dealio on this. Yo. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. Okay, medical program. You're going to have better legal protection, hands down. You can still get felony fines and jail time in the just in the rec program if you're carrying around too much or you're doing stupid stuff with it, like trying to sell it. Um, yeah, anything over an ounce going to get you a misdemeanor. Um, they call it petty defense. It's not petty defense. It's a misdemeanor. Um, you get more medicine in the medical program. You get two and a half ounces every two weeks. Yep. Yes, you do. You only get an ounce in the rec program. Boom. Um, you get unlimited amount of concentrates every two and a half weeks. Uh, in, the, in the rec program, you only get a half a gram, which is another reason people are going medical because they like their... Um, their medicine um, concentrates are important and, and that's too little to have half a gram um let's see you get well everybody gets to grow six plants right now do it start growing um you get 12 if you live 25 miles away from a dispensary a uh, medical program is supposed to do third-party testing for safety um not sure if that's happening. It probably is. If it isn't, um, I would imagine that these places wouldn't be uh, doing very well. Recreational program, um, I don't think they have to do any. Uh, they Oh, <laughs> they test by their own in-house labs. <laughs> that's a good one, guys. <sighs> yeah, the medical program, you get employee protection. That's right. Your employers can't fire you just because you use cannabis. But they can if you are in the rec program and you don't have your card. So get your card. Um, there's no limit on edibles in the medical program, but the recreational program is restricted to squares, no animal or fruit shapes, and cannot, can, cannot contain more than 10, uh, 10 milligrams of THC per piece and 100 milligrams per bag. No, seriously, the rec program is just for that, for recreational. And that's totally fine. If that's what you're going to do, it's just, you know, go grab an edible once in a while or um, grab a joint for after work or, you know, something like that, then that's fine. But the taxes are so high. The taxes themselves aren't high. 
the tax season. Um, 25% sales tax. That's the 16 point something percent alcohol, marijuana tax, and then uh, your regular 8.7% sales tax. Uh-oh, there's a mystery person coming in the door. Silver sister is here. Oh, there goes Kitty. Um, bye, Kitty. And let's see. Ba -ba -da -da. Oh, yeah, the taxes. That's just bad. So anyway, 25% um, sales tax on that. So there are just a few reasons to get certified, to get your card. And you can get your card if you're uh, 18 or over on your own. If you're under 18, you have to have a guardian or parent or somebody slightly more responsible than yourself, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Um. Hmm. All right. So if you do want to get your card, uh, the conditions would be PTSD, and you have to have a medical record that is ongoing from your psychiatrist for that. That's it. Nothing. No, like, notes and emails, things like that. You know, got to be legit. Cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain includes everything. Uh, RA, fibromyalgia, migraines, uh, leg cramps, you know, as long as it's been more than 60 days is what the state says is chronic. Uh, severe nausea, seizures including epilepsy, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, <clears throat> wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you can get a card um, if you're being treated for something, even if you don't didn't hear that on the list there. You can still get your card uh, if it causes anything on that list. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thdtucson at gmail.com. And then if you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, you can click on the little form at the bottom and, you know, maybe say something other than ice cream. But we still like ice cream. We don't even like ice cream. That was our code word uh, when me and my besties. The three of us would go out to get high. We'd tell my best friend's mom, we're going to get ice cream. <laughs> we ate a lot of ice cream. We go out to ice cream a couple times a night. <laughs> oh, the silly things you do when you're in high school. Uh, maybe that was even later. I didn't it, I didn't smoke in high school. It had to have been later. It had to have been later because I didn't start smoking until I was 21. But what we, we were just going out, probably drinking wine coolers at that point. <laughs> Crazy, crazy kids. Kids these days. Oh. All right. Let's give another shout out to the Growers House at 3635 East 34th Street. 
And you can check them out at growershouse.com. And let's see what they've got here. Oh, they've got featured categories. Uh, nutrients, lights, soil, and media. Pots and trays. Propagation. Harvesting and processing. Dehumidifiers. No, I can't spin the wheel anymore. I, I, I've already won. Oh, yeah. Hey, hang on. Uh, oh, then we'll try this email and see if it works. Let's see. Here we go. Here's my code. I just put in the 17th email. Oh, 10% off. There's my code. What's that? I don't know. Let's try a different. Um, let's see if we can do it again. <laughs> Grow ourselves. We're going to have some fun with your website. <laughs> oh, no. Something went wrong. I think we've lost the page. The page may no longer exist. Oh, um, why don't we just try growershouse.com? Let's see. We're going to do it and see if, you know, we kind of cruise around. We were going through telling you the different categories, um, plant, house, tents, free shipping, commercial bulk case quantities. If you're growing, if you're going to grow big or go home. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. LED lights, it's not letting us because it knows we've been here before. It's like, no, you don't get to trick me. 3635E34growershouse.com. Check them out. Also, shout out to, if you go to our um, our website, go to the radio show section. Um, try and make everything just, you know, really easy. There's Can of Health, uh, The Good Leaf. Do it up. 6224. In the house. Right next to uh, Bookman's, and we'll have a big giant CB, CBD sign up there. Let's put CBG up there and freak everyone out. Be like, what? You put the wrong letter. What the heck is that? We'll just change the last letter like every month. We can have a different letter pop up CBN, CBC, CBG, and then at some point we'll put the little A at the bottom. <laughs> oh, yes, it is magical. Uh, CB Devious and 10 Buds, check them out. Um, you can check out Canna Health online digital magazine, and they've got a link there. You can click it and get right to the magazine online. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. There you have it. Um, they've got some, they've got their articles. There are five, four or five different um, magazines online you can check out. All right, so today is a news day. We'll start out with New York, New York. And every time someone says New York, that's all you hear see is New York, the Big Apple, Broadway, the lights, and they're like, and then uh, Little Miss Sunshine over here is from New York, from Buffalo. I know. What the? Blows your mind. Buffalo. Where, where is that? Niagara Falls, second largest city. Duh. You can like float right over the falls. Yeah, hello, electricity, Erie Canal, Erie Canal, 
Hello, the falls. Neajara falls. Yeah, they had electricity for anybody. Oh, she's getting cray cray over there. All right, she's pretty proud of her city. The Cayuga Nation in New York, Cayuga, Cayuga, has announced plans to develop an adult use cannabis enterprise. Up to a year before recreational pot sales are slated to begin at state licensed retailers. The New York's Cayuga Nation Native American tribe is preparing to launch an adult use cannabis cultivation enterprise months before pot retailers under the Marijuana Regulation and Tax Act, MRTA, passed by lawmakers this year. Possession of cannabis became legal for adults in September. But regulators are still working to manage and license adult-use cannabis businesses, with retailers not expected to open until spring of 2023. Yeah. Can you grow? You can grow. You can grow. Okay. Six or 12 plants. Probably 12. But the medical dispensaries are not recreational. So you have to, and it's, yeah, it's a separate entity, and it's hard to get your medical card over there, right? Not Yeah, okay, it's changed. You still have to have an ailment of sorts. As sovereign nations, however, Native American tribes, uh, tribal governments have the power to regulate cannabis production and sales on tribal lands. Last summer, the, the Shincock Nation on Long Island announced that it was beginning a commercial cannabis operation on its land. And now the Cayuga Nation, which is already the home of hemp and CBD brand Arrowhead Hemp is it's also delving into the recreational weed industry. Freeman Kloppett, a spokesperson for the State Office of Cannabis Management, says that New York's tribal nations have the right, oh, yeah, have the right to enact and implement their own cannabis regulatory structure. Quote, Native Americans living on federally recognized sovereign tribal land are legally allowed to operate dispensaries that are not regulated under the New York State Cannabis Law. He also said, bringing him back, bringing him back. He also said, um, the state, quote, has the ability to enter into agreements with tribes through tribal compacts to integrate them into the state program if all parties can agree to terms, although no tribes uh, have established such an agreement. Well, I'm so sorry. Why would they want to? Jeez. Lord. You're just going to break it. What? What's that? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Dispensaries in Santa Wanda. But it's not Santa Wanda. It's big. It, what is it? Sam, Sanborn. Yeah. I just like saying Santa Wanda. Santa Wanda. Santa Wanda. Santa Wanda. Huge. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I used to drive to interpret um, at the college over there. I drive past that Native American gas station, and yeah, yeah and now it's a full-on dispensary. You go, you go, kids! Woohoo! Do it. Uh huh. Tribal lawyer Lee Redeye said the state's regulations delay in implementing cannabis legalization presents an opportunity for tribal governments to get a head start on the recreational cannabis market. There's a considerable amount of money to be made in the industry, especially with New York lagging behind, said Red Eye. 
come back. The Cayuga Nation has decided to exercise its authority to self-regulate cannabis and is currently creating a cultivation facility at Guy, Guy, I don't know, Gakawayo Garden? How do you say it? I don't know. It's a 100-acre agricultural development in Seneca Falls, New York. The tribal enterprise currently grows more than 35 crops at the garden, which includes includes a 3,000-square-foot greenhouse. The new cannabis cultivation facility will reportedly have 15,000 square feet of indoor growing area. Cannabis produced at that facility will then be packaged and sold at an undisclosed location on tribal land. The tribe is banking on the new financial endeavors to provide revenue for the tribe and employment opportunity for its members. Quote, developing our cannabis business is the next step in expanding and diversifying the Cayuga Nation's economic opportunities and providing long-lasting benefits to the community. The Cayuga Nation of New York said in a statement to the Cornell Sun, the tribe has uh, contracted with uh, Rochester-based agricultural uh, firm Bergman Associates to direct an overhaul of the current garden greenhouse operation. Construction on the project is expected to begin early this year with an anticipated completion date before 2023. Maria Stagliano, a spokesperson for the Cayuga or Sayuga Nation, said that the tribe has hired Jake Brewer, the former head grower for a Colorado-based cannabis company, to head the Cayuga Nation's cannabis operation. In its statement, the Cayuga Nation said that it would work with state and local officials to ensure a smooth rollout of its recreational cannabis venture. Quote, our vision for the future of the Cayuga Nation remains focused on bettering the lives of our members, our community, and our neighbors, the Cayuga Nation said in their statement. Quote, as we venture forward in our economic development, we remain committed to working closely with local governments to ensure the health and safety of our community. Customers of tribal cannabis businesses will be able to avoid the state's 9% cannabis excise tax tacked on to New York's sales tax of 4%, but Attorney Red Eye fears that the state government may eventually try to tax cannabis sales on tribal lands, a move that would likely result in a lawsuit in federal court. Ooh, yeah. My suspicion is that eventually the state will seek to try to tax those sales, Red Eye said. New York State is always greedy. New York State will always seek to extract revenue from tribes. It has historically, and I don't expect that to end any time soon. Go get them, Attorney Red Eye. Let's have you on Weeds Day Wednesday. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. And that was from High Times Magazine. Um, let's see what else is going on in the world of news. Um, I did pull up something. <laughs> They're always showing mushrooms. Are they still selling the little happy little mushroom kits in High Time magazine? Hmm, maybe we should get a High Times and check it out. Did you know that over 27% of Americans report using cannabis as medicine? Almost a third of Americans are using cannabis as medicine now. That's cray-cray. More than one in four North Americans acknowledge having used cannabis for medicinal purposes, according to survey data published in the journal Psychopharmacology. An intentional, oh, sorry, sure it was intentional. (laughs) Very intentional international team of research 
from Australia and Canada. That's a, a Australia, A, A, Canada, A. The A's are different. Uh, assess the prevalence of self-reported medical cannabis use among a population-based cohort of more than 27,000 respondents from the U.S. and Canada, normal reported. Participants in the study were between the ages of 16 and 65. 58% of subjects reported having had some prior experience with marijuana. Just over 27% of all respondents reported having consumed cannabis for uh, medical purposes. Those who did so were more likely to report having used cannabis to manage pain, that was 53%, to reduce anxiety, 52%, uh, or to improve sleep, 46%, a finding that is consistent with other studies. Subjects were also likely to report using cannabis to offset symptoms of PTSD, migraines, and depression. Self-reported medical use was higher in jurisdictions where such access is permitted as compared to places where it remains illegal. Authors concluded, quote, a substantial proportion of the North American population self-reported cannabis use for medical purposes for a variety of medical reasons, including those living in jurisdictions without legal markets. Our, finding <clears throat> our findings have implications for how cannabis use is being used by the population which may include authorized use with prescription by a health professional and also self-defined medical use uh, without professional guidance. Further research is needed to understand the safety and efficacy of these forms of medical cannabis use, quote. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a third of our, a third of our people are using it. Yay, our people. My brother and I would be driving. Well, he'd be driving. I'd be sitting in the passenger seat. We'd be cruising around. And, I don't know. He'd take me to a friend's house or going to the store or something. My oldest brother. And we'd pass by a um, a park. And there'd be kids be playing basketball or something. He'd roll down the window and be like, U.S., W.S. <laughs> I, bet one of those, I bet one of those guys is playing professional basketball now. For the road of the crown. To picture the scene. Okay, I won't do it. All right, what else is going on in the world of weed over here? All right, you know what? There's a complete guide to CBD, but there's so many other things out there, so many other things. And now, um, even Leafly has a video that says CBD is not intoxicating, but we've heard tale that that's not necessarily true. Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, cannabis news. This is coming from Leafly. Oh. Are we, no, we already did the horoscopes. God, did we ever finish those? There was an article that I kept up, but I had to restart my computer because, um, oh no, because of um, our silly program. Would Jacques Cousteau approve? A Cousteau family brand links the sea to the weed. Seaweed, get it? <laughs> You're welcome, seaweed. So I bet he was baked in all those under under like underwater. <laughs> Probably ripped up and then got in one of those underwater machines. And he was like, "Ooh, look at the fish!" Yeah, he wasn't. It was a it was a green screen. <laughs> he was sitting he, sitting on the couch, <laughs> just pretending moving, so like this. The Castillo family's first foray into cannabis began as an off the cuff comment. 
quote, over a couple glasses of wine, I made the joke, wouldn't it be funny if the Custodes created a cannabis line and we called it seaweed? Ashlyn Custod recalled in a recent interview with Leafly, we all had a chuckle, but then we couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> a, dun, 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 a journalist, television host, author, educator, and social entrepreneur, Ashlyn began her career as an entertainment reporter before co-starring for three seasons on the Travel Channel's Caribbean Pirate Treasure. Her husband is Philip Castu, host and executive producer of the multi-Emmy-nominated series Awesome Planet, now in its sixth season. She does look familiar, huh? Yeah. In the Castell family tradition, they both lend their talents to a wide variety of environmental non-profits. Uh, I quote, I'm the third generation of a family that has dedicated itself to conservation of the oceans of the planet. Uh, Philip told Leafly, I've spent my whole life continuing the spirit of that legacy. Philip is the grandson of world famous ocean explorer Jacques Cousteau. Uh, born 1910, died 1997. The French naval officer turned author, filmmaker, conser- uh, cons- conservationist, inventor, and director of uh, host of The Silent World, a documentary on the ocean and marine life that inspired millions of people and won a um, Palme d'Or at the 1956 um, Games Film Festival. Hence, the seaweed joke gave rise to Seaweed Naturals. Uh, seaweed Naturals promotional materials described it as a, quote, a first-of-its-kind lifestyle brand creating products that bring customers the established benefits of the cannabis plant combined with the countless powerful efforts of marine botanicals. Now, I hope all these products are made from recycled crap that came from the ocean, because if they're not, recycled crap that came from the waters. Specifically, okay, the Seaweed Naturals line of topicals, balms, tinctures, and gummies combines THC and CBD oils with seaweed and algae. Um, the company's origin story may involve a playful pun, but the couple says they're hoping to make a serious impact by providing a market for a restoratively sourced seaweed, quote, from agricultural farms in Maine that naturally sequester carbon, deacidify the ocean, create habitats, and provide sustainable jobs, quote. And ocean-friendly omega-3s derived from algae that's sustainably cultivated through a fermentation process similar to kombucha. According to the Custos, 5% of the company's profit will be donated to ocean conservation and education. Come on, kids, I better hear about these bottles here. Seaweed Naturals currently offers eight top-shelf quality products that select California dispensaries and via delivery with plans to roll out a 50-state CBD hemp wellness line in the near future. According to the Custos, combining cannabis and marine botanicals was far from the first entrepreneurial idea. We thought about doing a t-shirt line, but the fashion industry is a huge polluter. We thought about doing furniture, wine, or cooking. We didn't know what we wanted to do. We just wanted to do something. That something came into focus when Ashlyn had a profoundly healing experience the first time she ate a sleepy gummy. Following the birth of the couple's first child, she'd been suffering with debilitating insomnia. I tried over-the-counter sleep aids, um, but prescription medicines, and I never liked the way they made me feel. I still remember the next morning after trying a THC gummy, I got a good night's sleep, and I woke up refreshed, not groggy or hungover. It changed my life and truly opened my eyes to the power of this plant. 
Next came the idea to incorporate marine botanicals, which are already found in a wide range of cosmetics and wellness products and offer their own health benefits. Quote, right off the top of my head, kelp is antibacterial, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, hydrates your skin, inhibits collagen breakdown. Omega-3s help with depression and anxiety with your organs and your joints and support your immune system. Sign me up. Jacques Cousteau, the family's famous patriarch, lived to the age of 86 and left behind 120 television documentaries, more than 50 books, and a thriving environmental protection society. But he may best be known to a younger generation of cannabis consumers as the inspiration for the 2004 Wes Anderson film, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. In The Life Aquatic, Bill Murray plays a character clearly, if very loosely based on Cousteau, one of the major differences between the character and its inspiration is that Steve Zissou enjoys smoking weed throughout the film. Uh, the real-life Jacques Cousteau, by contrast, was adamantly opposed to cannabis. And we know this because he put it in writing in his preface to a 1976 anti-marijuana polemic called Keep Off the Grass, a scientific inquiry into the biological effects of marijuana by Dr. Gabriel G. Naha. Cousteau likened the effects of cannabis to the nitrogen narcosis suffered by deep sea divers and repeated discredited claims. Ooh, you do nitrous hits in the ocean? <laughs> the damaging biological effects associated with the marijuana habit are the most serious nature, Cousteau wrote at the time. If we are concerned about the external pollutants that threaten our environment, we should be equally concerned about internal pollutants like marijuana products that was from Jacques himself 1976 but he may have changed his mind later who knows maybe maybe if he'd made it to now although that would put him at like 110 years old both the book keep off the grass and Cousteau's preface are today forgotten relics of a bygone era so far gone in fact that Philip Cousteau told Leafly he'd never heard of the book and had no idea his famous grandfather advocated against cannabis we're talking about 45 years ago when society's perspective around drugs was very different, Philip said. Obviously, it's not fair to hold a half-century-old polemic written by his grandfather against Philip Cousteau. And who knows if Jacques Cousteau had lived long enough to see the legalization era and the widespread acceptance of medical cannabis, he may have filled his famous pipe with some seaweed instead of tobacco. Or more likely tried a seaweed natural gummy. Quote, I can't speak for my grandfather now, and I have no idea how his thoughts on this may have evolved over time, but he was somebody who definitely changed and grew his perspective as time moved on, uh, Philip said, and that's a positive sign of the time. You know what? Positive sign of the times. Puff, 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 puff. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunting, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking. Walk into my house, like, what up, I got some good pot I'm just pumped up, got some herb from the pot shop Ice in the fridge, it used to be frosty My friend's like, damn, that's a stone-ass don't 
Okay. Rolling in hella high, looking like it's pizza time. Dominating all my friends as I eat some chili fries. Draped in a snuggie with my girl sitting next to me. Probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of iced tea. But shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies snacks. Passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pizzas are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda pop. Cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interest I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. Wednesday, folks. How y'all doing? What's going on out there? Uh, it's windy. I don't even want to go out in my backyard because I'm sure there's some umbrellas in my pool. Oh. I have to repack yourself a pool, but it's Jack Hair rhymes with tear. That's how they said to say it. All right, so um, I'm going to just play something. Why not? Uh, why weed is good, let Lee explain. Uh, Lee, let Lee explain. I don't even know who Lee is, but Lee wants to explain why weed's good. So maybe we should just try it. Oh, is that a hemp beanie? You know where you can get a hemp beanie? We're just going to lie and say it is. Uh, you can get a hemp beanie at Summerweed's Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. You really can. And we have hemp hats, I think. 
I think we may have one or two left. I think there might be some in the closet I need to grab out. But they they go fast, and uh, they're going to last you forever, folks, unless you lose them. Don't lose them. All right, let's see what Lee has to say. This is funny. All right, Lee. Oh, there's an ad first. Um, wait, what? Free workshop? against? Oh, that's funny. Okay, skip the ad. I hope you're all high right now because I know I am. Seeing this teleprompter is getting harder by the second. We have been a controversial topic in America since the Reaper Madness days, and the confusion surrounding it is mostly thanks to decades and decades of fear mongering and propaganda to push on Americans from all angles. But we're putting an end to that. Folks, I'm here to explain why we is good and hopefully clear up some of the misconceptions about the devil's lettuce that we've all been force-fed since elementary school. Let Lee explain. Lee, why weed is good. Yeah, you can smoke. I mean, in LA, I've seen weed help about seizures and 
children suffering with epilepsy. I've seen it fight the symptoms of cancer treatment. I've seen it help veterans suffering with PTSD take back control of their lives. I've seen we make Blue Planet a cinematic exposition into the depths of my soul. And when you make some Tennessee, crap, dollar bills raining from the sky, I've seen we make Magic City on a Monday truly magical. <laughs> this plant is capable of doing so much more. Cannabis has already created 211,000 jobs across the country, and I've seen it help launch for years here at Vice, including my own. My first job at Vice was working on the show, Weed Chip. Weed is great because it's versatile. It can go into food, it can build startups, inspire technological innovation, and sustain an entire tourism industry in cities all over the world. And as Vice has covered in the past, apparently it gives women better orgasms, but I've never really seen that because I don't listening to Weed's Day Wednesday. Oh, will you guys run off the other room? Get back in here. All right. Go, Daddy. No, don't go, Daddy. <laughs> Why weed is good. I, all I just typed in was weed videos and just to see what came up. And Lee came up. Best weed videos. I don't even know who Lee is, but I like Lee. He's got some... Yeah, he's, yeah totally. Yeah. And... uh a look at the different types of cannabis strains you can buy in Oregon. Uh, the 10 best THC marijuana strains of 2019. 400 best weed videos free. Oh my lord! What? What? Look at look what the internet is just crazy. This is nuts, and it just mostly looks like people. Where is she? Oh, let's look up what you know. This is just one of those shows, kids. Girl. Watermelon girl. Where is she now? Where are you? Weed. Oh, there she is. Let's see. Aha, there she is. Uh, watermelon girl. Introducing cannabis chef and weed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's fantastic. She was on our show like probably like eight years ago. Was it eight years ago? At eight, yeah, because it's been ten years. Um, hmm, maybe we'll get her back on the air. She's so great. She's really great. You should check her out. Um, Watermelon Girl. She's at Weed Diva on Twitter. So you can check, you could check her tweet. Check it out. 
All right. So Rwanda begins cannabis production. Rwanda joins other African countries in entering the cannabis industry to boost economic development. The, the Republic of Rwanda has quite a few interesting features. It is located just a few degrees south of the equator, bordered by Uganda, Tanzania, Burundi, and the Democratic uh, Republic of the Congo. It is a highly elevated piece of sovereign real estate, picturesquely located where the Great African Lakes and East Africa meet. It has also joined other African nations, particularly in the South, in beginning cannabis reform that will lead shortly to production. Like, geography is also mountainous. However, mountains, um, the distinction of being the most densely populated African country, the population is both young and rural, with the average age of Rwandans at the shockingly low number of 19 years. Wow. The beginning of reform happened last summer when the country announced its plans to commence cultivation in June, when a framework for the legal industry from cultivation, processing, distribution, and use was released. According to local news reports, the Rwanda Development Board also now designated 134 hectares for cannabis production. The RDB also announced that it has received a great deal of interest in exporting the product and processed versions thereof. Per statement released by the agency, quote, RDB has been working with other government stakeholders to assess proposals received. The government of Rwanda set a rigorous, uh, oh, where's a Wesley Wabbit? Where are you hiding with my weed? You Wesley Wabbit, you. The Rwandan government set a rigorous process to select companies that have or are partnering with companies that have previous experience in the production of cannabis for medical and therapeutic reasons. The assessment process has different stages. So far, five companies are in, in the advanced stage. <laughs> no license has been issued yet. They're just like, all right, see that tree? This is stage six. Go climb that tree. <laughs> the palm tree. <laughs> There's like monkey throwing coconuts out of it. <sighs> I know. That wasn't in the article. Tragically, the country is also following a trend that has been seen in other countries like Greece, the UK, and Spain. Namely, there will be limited reform for companies, but solely for the purpose of export income. Europe is, of course, at the top of the list of destination countries. The local law governing the consumption of cannabis. uh, Oh, the local law governing the consumption of cannabis is about $540 to $5,000 fine. This is a huge amount of money in a country where the average monthly income is around $200. Oh, prosecution can also involve jail time for three to five years. Ouch. Here's the new face of the global industry. Countries need cash, especially now when every government globally is sucking for income and economies are disrupted by both a pandemic and a war with global implications. Cannabis reform is one place where countries from Africa, Central America, and South America are starting to march with an increasingly accelerated pace. Production in such places costs a fraction of what it is in other places, even with proper GMP, good manufacturing procedures, standards in place. Uh, Beyond this, there are increasing numbers of countries 
um, like Portugal, who will uh, charge such producers a huge fee per gram of such product to, quote, convert it to GMP, even if grown outdoors and per certification of GACP, a sovereign standard for cultivation practices for other crops. It is clear, at least to leaders in such economies, that cannabis represents a golden opportunity, particularly given the continued intransigence to reform that includes domestic cultivation in most of the world. However, the more countries enter the cultivation and processing game, the lower prices will fall. There will be a race to the bottom and fast in a market where prices are already so high that only a privileged few can afford them, even in Europe. Regardless, hemp and cannabis are increasingly valuable crops for other reasons too. This starts with industrial and environmental uses, as well as the ability to provide a much cheaper and widespread medication for conditions that people in developing developing economies still do not have ready access to. Even the most cynical world economists will see good in that. It also appears that many parts of the world are also on track to create sustainable agriculture and for all the right reasons. Therefore, there is a cause to celebrate that another African country has joined the Cannabis Club. All right. Okay. Trending now. Okay. So how many countries? How many countries are weeding it are weeding it these days? We should know this. A lot of countries are weeding it. What's that? All of them. All of them. Just kidding. <laughs> you did not hear that. Pot and perfume. I don't know. Um I don't know. The power of joy and pairing fragrances. I I mean, sure it's a pretty picture. Weed and your rose. That's pretty, but um, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Exhausted with greasy hair from neglecting hygiene for the sake of deadlines, I plucked my birthday cake cannabis flower from my prized apothecary. I open the stash jar and inhale. My nose fills with a comforting vanilla scent. Yep, this is the weed I need. Smelling your flower or cannabis product is a critical component of the cannabis experience. Indeed, it is. Um, uh, as a bud tender in my early career, I learned that the nose knows, meaning that there's no better way of choosing the right flower for you than by smelling it. Veronica Paz, Booth Director of Education for Item 9 Labs Corp. says, <clears throat> The indica-dominant hybrid birthday cake is known for its relaxing effects, ideal for unwinding after a long workday. After a few puffs, my home office smells like an infused cake dripping in honey. And in a few minutes, my stress level lowers. Wow. Let's be honest. The THC does the heavy lifting. The strained birthday cake is rich in carophyllene, a spicy terpene that acts as a cannabinoid, which is also found in cinnamon and cloves. Carophyllene may have anti-inflammatory and stress-reducing properties. Terpenes are naturally occurring chemical compounds found in plants such as cannabis and even in some animals. Just don't go smoke your animals. They're responsible for the aromas, flavors, and even colors associated with various vegetation. Terpenes help make certain strains smell or taste different from others. However, that's just part of what makes pot also perfume. The essential oils of cannabis give it the signature scent. There are different chemical co- uh, components to essential oils. I believe over 200 have been discovered, according to traditional naturopaths and registered clinical herbalists, 
Dr. Lakeisha Jenkins, quote, these compounds are associated with creating the scent profile and are primarily found in the plant's trichomes. Historically, the credit has been given to the terpenes. However, new research is, create, is crediting newly identified chemical components called volatile sulfur comp compounds with uh, actually giving cannabis the skunk-like smell familiar to most people. While the science of cannabis scent is more complicated than terpenes, the aromic compounds do tend uh, lend a hand in fragrance and not just in pot. For example, limonene, a citrusy terpene found in strains such as sativa dominant lemon cake. Ooh, she tried that one? Lemon cake? Ah, has a lemon-like odor found in the rind of citrus fruits. Perfumers use limonene to infuse scents with the uplifting spirit. As someone who writes about beauty in addition to cannabis, <clears throat> I understand that costume, makeup, and perfume can boost one's mood just like the right strain of cannabis can. So after I enjoyed my birthday cake from my apothecary, I turned to my perfume altar on top of the apothecary, which is filled with essential oils, cannabis, and more. Sit rows of perf uh, perfume. Of course, there's by Rito Nose Noir, Rose Noir, a sultry and musky rose option, but I needed something more uplifting than intimidating. So I opted for Annabelle's birthday cake, a sweet, decadent, and ethereal fragrance. The perfume was created by perfumer Marissa Zappas and designed in collaboration with author and astrologer Annabelle Gatt. Quote, a common phrase fans of the perfume uh, used to describe is, it is comforting, Gatt says. Uh, the perfume is technically what's known in the perfume world as a gourmand. However, it's not overly sweet. While the packaging may look like you're about to indulge in a sugar rush, there's something extremely playful about it, and it evokes the feelings of being a fair, being at a fairy tale birthday party. We could use a fairy tale birthday party. Whoa! You know what? Let's see if we can even get through this um, article. This is a big one, and we're about to end the show. I didn't even know the show's about to end, kids. Kids. Cannabis has been proven to intensify the taste of food. More research is needed to say for certain that cannabis enhances smell. However, marijuana does have psychoactive properties, meaning that it alters how we perceive the world around us and how we relate to it. Um, so, says board-certified physician and CEO of Sanctuary, Dr. Pejam Body, who has shifted to alternative medicine practices. However, I can personally attest that stoned perfume sampling is much more fun and, in my experience, effective than testing fragrances without an elevated state of mind. And at that, folks, we're going to say thank you for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Eat your breakfast. No, you have to eat all the cottage cheese. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Um, oh, I don't even have my uh, calendar pulled up, so I can't see uh, who we don't or do not have as a guest next week. My apologies. But we just might have one, so you're going to have to tune in, check the app, and check out next week's show. I think I made that a little too loud. I'm sorry. That's why I'm yelling. And be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you.
Have a great week, and we'll see you. Yes, Jared Kesselman. I knew it. We have a guest next week. Jared Kesselman's on. Talk to Jared, and we'll see you all next week. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, folks. Keep smoking bong hits.